in our kingdom is by the will of the Father for the glory of the Son empowered by the Holy Spirit and activated by faith So when we believe, things move. When we speak in faith, when we act in faith, it activates things in this kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Just lift up your hands and express your trust in God. Trust Him. Express that. Don't think it. Express it in words, in praise to him. Hallelujah. Lord, we trust you. We trust you. In these days, our hearts lean in on you. We don't hold ourselves up. We just lean over on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't rest upon our own understanding or our own experience, but we lean over on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Believe with me that we will be real precise 
in what he wants us to do. Can you believe with me about that? There's so much in the word. Oh, my goodness. Isn't there a lot there? But there's something for tonight. Praise the name of the Lord. And he'll help us do it. In Jesus' name. You can sit down. Praise God. I've got two, two things swirling around. Maybe we'll hit them both. Who knows? Uh, but we're going to start. We're going to start with this. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to just give some verses of scripture out. You can follow along. Pop them in in the New King James. Um, that'll be fine. Um, we may not take time to turn to everything. I'll just uh, refer to some of these. Uh, last night, uh, the pastor was talking about God is love. That is what he is. It's not just something he does. It's what he does because that's who he is. He can't help it. It's who he is. He cannot not love. There's nothing you can do to ever get him to quit loving because he'd have to, be, he'd have to quit being God to quit loving you. Some people think that what they did was so special that he would quit loving them. You're not that amazing. <laughs> to make God quit being God just because of something you did wrong over and over and over again. No. God is God. He will be God, and so God is love, and he will always be love. And because he is love, the... And I was telling Lily yesterday, I, I love the Greek words and the study of the Greek words for love, but I, I really love the Hebrew, especially. Uh, the word love in Hebrew is ahava, which means to give, to give. So for God to love, be love, he must give. It just, that's the nature of love, is to give. It never is looking for something it is always looking to give so but God is love but there are other important parts of his being of his nature God is holy aren't you glad he's holy and he never quit being holy so God is holy uh, there are many things of his nature that we could name but just to cut to time he is also um, he's righteous. He's also just. He's just. And he is judge. That's okay. He is, he is just and he is judge. In, listen to this. In every dispensation. Why? Because he cannot change. Their different expressions of his nature are amplified in this particular dispensation. We see his love pronounced a lot more through his son that he gave because he loved the world. Jesus said, I did not come to condemn the world. So he didn't come to amplify judgment. He came to amplify love. Isn't that wonderful? But in his coming to amplify love, he did not negate that his father is just. 
if you read everything in the Bible about the subject of just uh, justice, judgment, you read everything in the Bible. By the time you get to Mark and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what you're going to mostly read from Jesus Christ is don't judge. <laughs> really. Check it out. Go there and read it. Well, that's going to be the bulk of what you're going to read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Don't, don't judge. Lest you be judged. Don't do that. Don't, don't be plucking things out of somebody else's eye and not realize that you've got something massive in your own eye. So uh, that, that's an interesting thing. But uh, just because different parts of the word are amplified at different times because there's a deficiency in the body of a particular doctrine. Some years ago, faith was amplified because there was a deficiency in the body, just like a vitamin. What well, doesn't mean that faith was the only thing that was needed. It was just there needed to be an amplification of that particular doctrine to help the deficiency come up. And then there have been in different times, there's been an amplification of different truths. It never, ever negates the other truths. It simply helps to bring health to the body of Christ where there's deficiency in an area. Does that make sense? So we love, we love all truth. Do you love all truth? We do. We love all truth because Jesus said, I am truth. So... <laughs> To love truth is, is, a, is an expression of loving him, of loving him. But uh, on this subject of, of, of judgment, I think it is really interesting. A verse of scripture that came up in me when, um, uh, let's see, it was after I got here in the States. And I was, I think I was still in South Carolina with Lily. And I was just getting ready in the morning, just talking with the Lord. And uh, this verse of scripture from Genesis 18.25, something that Abraham challenged God with in prayer. He said, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? That is so audacious. And if it had come from the mouth of somebody that didn't have the relationship, the weighted relationship that Abraham had, it would have been cocky and out of place. But because of the keel, you know, on, like on a, on a um, what are they called? A sailboat, thank you. A keel on a sailboat. keeps it from tipping over even if wind blows that keel that is is so 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 heavy and the relationship that Abraham had with God is like a keel just so weighted and so heavy that he could say such a strong thing in the face of God and God not go <laughs> <laughs> You know, how do you stand it up in my face and say something like that? He actually responded quite nice to it. He liked it. Somebody that had this depth of relationship in him challenged him. Shall not the God, shall not the just, shall not the judge 
of all the earth. Deride. So God is still the judge of all the earth. Uh, in the next dispensation, what you're also going to see in Scripture in the Old and New Testament, especially in Psalms, and then it goes on uh, even in Isaiah and um, Jeremiah, uh, what you're going to see is him being a just and a, a righteous ruler in the next dispensation, which is the millennial reign of Christ. Powerful verses of scripture about him making things right with the nations. And, um, and uh, it, it'll be really fabulous for you and I to see the one that we have worshipped with our eyes closed actually reign here on this earth in the flesh and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is the Lord and he will be very Lord. He will rule with a rod of iron and he'll clean things up. There will be no corruption in his government. Can we just praise him for that? Bless the name of the Lord. Now, I think on Sunday morning, I talked about how that woman, by faith, reached in, the Syrophoenician woman, reached into the next dispensation when healing was going to be made available to anybody from every nation by the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ. She reached into that next dispensation by faith and took blessings for herself now. What is amazing is that David, by faith, not only reached in to the next dispensation, into the dispensation of the church and saw things that we experience in the church, experienced and praised the Lord, experienced the joy of forgiveness, commented on it. We see in from Romans, the fourth chapter, he reached into the next dispensation of the church and comment and praise. A lot, a lot of his psalms uh, speak and identified the Messiah. Wow. Yeah. Identified the work of the Messiah. And he hadn't even come yet. He praised him in song. He, pray, he praised him in psalm. But he did it by faith. He saw it by faith. David also was able to reach in not only to the dispensation of the church, but by faith he saw into the millennial reign. He saw Jesus as King of kings and Lord of lords. It's amazing. But he saw him in this righteous, um, this righteous ruling, cleaning, cleaning stuff up. It'll be quite... Uh, it'll be quite... Um, a time. Let me just get, get us uh, one verse of scripture. <clears throat> just one verse of scripture. We won't have time to look at too much, but let's just get one and let's look at Isaiah 2. Isaiah 2. And let's look at verse 4 together. Isaiah saw, by, by uh, the prophetic eye, he saw, past his own dispensation that he was in, 
past, past the whole church age, age, and he saw into the millennial reign, and, and, and so did Jeremiah. It was amazing what they saw by, by the spirit of prophecy. In Isaiah 2, in verse 4, he shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall there be war anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a day. It hasn't come yet. But Jesus will be responsible for true peace all over the world. He's going to stop it. For about 10 seconds, let's just praise him again. Hallelujah. Praise our, our righteous ruler. Lord, we bless you. Hallelujah. We praise your holy name. We magnify you. We magnify you. Now, what, what is interesting is that uh, the reason I even bring this up, and we won't, uh, again, I keep on thumping on because I'm telling myself, I'm coaching myself. We're not going to take time to go into all these verses. I challenge you, just, just do a, a nice word study on justice, uh, judge, um, judgment. You can look at all those verses, and it, you'll just have a delightful um, a, a delightful smorgasbord in the Bible, okay? But um, there were people who prayed right on the threshold of the last dispensation. Right on the threshold of that old dispensation, right before Jesus came. You know, there was Anna, who, who spent her time. She was widowed. She spent her time. The rest of her day, she gave herself to praying for the Messiah. For him to come. For him to come. And because of her connection with God, a, a divine connection with God about it, Jesus coming the first time, um, God, I, I, I just believe he was so kind in this. He made sure she was there in the temple when Jesus was going to be dedicated. And she saw the manifestation of the prayers that she had prayed. And she recognized him when she saw him. And he, he hadn't done a thing except for just be born. He was just a tiny little baby. And she laid eyes on him and she knew he was the one. Amazing. It's amazing what you'll recognize if you're looking for it. And what you'll miss if you're not. So that is why uh, we want to be looking for the coming of, of, of the Lord in this sense. We want to be participants in what he's doing. All right. So uh, and then there was Simeon as well. A man of God. Also, so old, he just, he just kept praying and praying about, about this promised Messiah, which ended one dispensation and began anew. Interesting. Or began the bridge of the crossover into the church. 
and Simeon saw it in his heart and then was also in the temple that very day at that very moment one thing that happens to people who pray and start navigating by heart is that they're always in the right place at the right time say this I'm in the right place at the right time you don't navigate by what you see or what you feel by the TV by any kind of other reports you navigate by God and you're always then divinely guided and will have divine connections if you've ever had one if you've ever had a divine connection of God connecting you with somebody it's been because you have been walking with God and he merged your steps with somebody else isn't that amazing but there's more there's more so uh, but there, there are these people that help the trans, uh, the transaction or the trans, uh, what do you call it? Transition. The transition. Thank you. It, it, these people that assist in the transition from one time to another. And they're, they're prayers. They're people who, even though they live in this time, they don't live for this time. They live to help prepare for something to come. And I believe that you, as a part of this part of the body, are a part of that function in God. There's, in even that you're here tonight, God knew what we were going to talk about, and there is something that He wants you to hear about this that will activate a piece of eternity that he's placed in your heart wow. it's time activated and let me just tell you it's time <laughs> it's time <laughs> praise the name of the Lord what was the encouragement for Anna and Simeon to continue to pray well, it was not what they saw. What they saw was the continuing tyranny and the, the oppression of an empire, the Roman Empire on them that enslaved them. It's no inspiration as far as, woo, things are changing, things are moving. No, it didn't look any different on their horizon day after day. But when they looked into the promises, and the purposes of God, they were continually fueled by the will of God itself or himself. Because God and his will are one. There's something to happen and it doesn't just happen because it's to happen. God utilizes and engages people who will see what he sees and believe and take a hold of what he wants and will not let go so we're kind of just hooking on to what we started with on Sunday morning there is a perseverance in this type of prayer that is not fueled by encouraging signs around you in the world but an ever-increasing volume of a consciousness that something is transitioning 
So we're not just praying for a move of God. We're not just praying for revival. We're praying concerning the return of Jesus Christ. That's big. Can I just say that again? Our prayer, this prayer that we're talking about, is not just for a move of God or for a revival. Something to shake the city. Something to just shake the, the, even the nation. This is bigger. This is the return of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that you have any part in it, you will be glad for all of eternity future that you took part in this event now. In the same way that maybe no one at the time knew of Anna or Simeon, they came and left the temple. They came and left every day, every day, every day, every day. They prayed their whole lives were abandoned for this cause. They gave themselves to this cause. No one knew them. They must not have been famous in their day. But there are no other, perhaps in that day and time, popular people, the names of popular people, amazing people, people on the front pages of papers, that are talked about every year at Christmas time for 2,000 years. Christmas time alone, all over the world, as the Christmas story is read, and we hear about Anna and Simeon. We're talking about him tonight. Hallelujah. Be used of God. Be used of God. Whatever else he wants to do with your life, whatever else, let him use this body that he designed for prayer. Let him use your body for that purpose. He is the creator of it. Let him use it. Can you just give your arms up to God and surrender? God, use use my eyes. If you can agree with it, just go ahead and say it along with me. Use my eyes. Use my ears. Use my mouth, my hands, my arms, my body, my legs, my feet. Everywhere I go, what I see, what I hear. Let me be used of you as a temple of prayer. Flow in me. Flow through me. Remember the vision that Ezekiel had in 47, chapter 47. He talked about the water that flowed out of the temple from the throne and out of the temple under the door and then it flowed and you know ended up you know what that we've always I don't know 
But he means for these temples, for rivers to flow out of this temple. Hallelujah. For it to be... For it to be coming from the throne in proportions that it can actually flow out and not just get the floor of the temple wet. Ooh, I'm blessed. Ooh, I'm so blessed. Well, go beyond being blessed. You can be actually a blessing and be continually blessed too. It's not either or. Well, if I get it, if I be a blessing to other people, then I'll I'll be deprived. No, you'll be continually watered. Hallelujah. Isn't that okay? Yeah. Uh, just a couple of minutes. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's just receive these waters from the throne of God. They're waters of light. Waters of life. Waters carrying the very thoughts and purposes and plans of God. Thoughts and plans and words that help prepare a way for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, in Isaiah 59 and verse 4, one of the complaints of God in this chapter, and there were a few, the, ch- the chapter is kind of um, is, um, the way God was seeing the condition of Israel at that time. One of the things that they were falling, had fallen off on, was that none called for justice. None called for justice. Now, in this dispensation... What is the magnified characteristic, as we were saying, was, was, is love. Out of that love then flows the mercies of God. And he's, he's abundant in mercies. And even the blood of Jesus speaks mercy and not judgment. Aren't we thankful for that? So the blood is constantly speaking mercy. But during this dispensation... When mercy is being magnified, love is, his, his nature of love is being exalted. We're going to look at where the justice of God continues to be in manifestation and should be requested. All right? So I'd like us just to go to Romans, Romans, the 13th chapter. And the reason I'm sharing on this, again, is because I feel prompted to as a part of a prayer assignment right here. So we're going we're gonna to just do it then. Praise the Lord. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. This is in Romans 13.1. For there is no authority except for, from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities, and the authorities that are being spoken of here are uh, civil authorities. They are, uh, they, are not, uh, they are not like apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor. And they're not church authority. They're civil authority, all right? Okay. 
So whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. Wow. For those who resist will, be, will bring judgment on themselves. Keep reading. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of, of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Let's just stop right there. You know, uh, Lily was here, my lovely 23-year-old daughter, married. Somebody took her to another continent, and we love him. He's just a beautiful person. But it was nice to, to meet up with her here and be with you here. And, um, but um, she was telling Mark and Brenda about, about her time in Singapore, about she and her little sister, Lily was 11, Anna was 9, and uh, together with uh, Lynn Hammond's grandkids, who were also there going to school, uh, to Rayma, uh, they would, they would uh, all four of them, go in a taxi cab every day to go to school. They would go by themselves in a taxi cab to go to the zoo that they were members of. They could go anywhere in the city any time, day or night, and arrive there safely. Always arrive there. In our Bible school, our Bible school was in a Methodist church, and they also had a daycare center, a large daycare. It was a large church, a large daycare center. We, every, every morning, you would see three-year-old little girls get out of taxi cabs. Four-year-old little boys get out of taxi cabs <laughs> with never a thought. Never a thought. In that country, the only people afraid were people who disobeyed the law. If you didn't disobey the law, you could live a very, very free, uh, a fear-free life. You didn't worry about your purse. You didn't worry about... You didn't worry about anybody coming in stabbing? No. You didn't worry about any of that. Because if somebody ever did do that, they would be dead in a few days. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm not suggesting that America... Come on over to Singaporean. But what I am saying is there's not human trafficking there. There's not drug problem there. You also get killed for that. Any, any kind of, um, you know, an attack with a weapon, you're dead. You're dead. Knife, you're dead. It's amazing how people control themselves. They don't. They don't even. They don't even yield to temporary insanity. Just saying. It's an amazing thing. 
they live, tiny little country, surrounded by Muslim countries. Indonesia is the largest Muslim country in the world. Just saying. So, okay, let's go back to the Bible. Because <laughs> sometimes when we say things like this, it can seem as though uh, it's just the Bible or it's just words, but it's actually true. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. And keep going, to evil. Now, look what else. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is, look at this next words, who's minister? Who are authorities? God's ministers. Let's keep looking at it. Who are these authorities? God's ministers. To you for good, to keep you safe. You say, well, there's some authorities that don't keep people safe and actually harm people. We'll get to that. All right? But this is what God set up, is that authorities would be for our good. For he's God's minister to do you good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. Now, I'm talking about good authority. He does not bear the, the what? The mercy, the pardons, that it'll be all right. No, he doesn't bear a sword in vain. He is God's minister. It's the second time it says it. He's God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are the third time God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs are due, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. Okay, here we go. Is this important to God? In this dispensation, the main dispenser... Of the justice side of God is not the church. The church is not the hand of justice to people. We are the body of Christ. So our ministry will be to be doing good, going about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil for God is with us. Amen? Our words are to minister grace to the hearer. We love our enemies. People that hurt us, we help them. We pray for those. Do you see how different it is? In this dispensation, we who are the body of Christ, we embody his ministry. That we see him doing in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We, by the same Holy Spirit, 
carry out that same ministry of mercy and good and kindness and help. Jesus did not do, when he was here on the earth, he did not do so much justice acts. They wanted him to. Remember how they wanted him to just, you know, break the neck of, of Rome. Save us, Jesus, from Rome. And, we, and then they brought it up again after he even raised from the dead. And he said, you don't know the times and the seasons that God has in his hand. So... <laughs> the reason I started out, Jesus is, Jesus is a just and righteous ruler that we will see clean the deck in the next dispensation. In this dispensation, the ministry of Jesus through the church is mercy, salvation, deliverance, and where, where Tearing stuff up is concerned. It's against the devil. It's not against people. That's right. Are we really clear about that? Yeah. But does God in this dispensation have justice? And does he give justice? Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. I had a dream, and maybe, maybe you've heard me tell about it, but... I, <clears throat> when I knew the Lord wanted me to go this way, I knew he wanted me to tell this dream again. And he's been reminding me of it again and more in these days. I had a dream when we were living in northern Italy. It lasted all night long. It was a horrible dream. It was the worst dream. It was just the worst dream. And it was of um, humans torturing humans. It was, it was just awful. And it lasted all night. And I'd wake myself up and I'd try to change. And uh, it w wouldn't go away. I'd go back to sleep and that dream would be there. And I won't go into detail about it. But it was terrible. The next day, it made me physically, um, like, not feel good. It sickened me what I saw in that dream. Well, all day, you know, that, that lasted all the day. That night... I went to go to sleep, and I started passing, you know, into sleep, and that dream came back. And I woke up, and I thought, I'm not going to have one more night with this dream. So I told Tony, I said, I, I've got to get up. That dream's back. And it, it dawned on me. <laughs> I wonder if the Lord's trying to help me see something here at least. So I thought I'd ask. Guys, it's okay to ask him. So I did. I asked him. I, I, I went in the living room and I said, Father, I had this dream last night. I told him what it was as though he didn't know, but it's important. It'll get it off of you when you tell him. Yeah. So I told him about the dream. I said, and I just went back to sleep and now it came back. And uh, are you trying to show me something in this dream? As soon as I said that, I saw something. I had a vision of a massive room, and it was full of human suffering inflicted by other humans. All right? Not just humans. There was even animals in there, 
and there were, there were humans hurting animals. So you can imagine how hideous it was. There are children, um, uh, lots of children. Children suffer. And we knew that all the way back from Genesis, the third chapter, that they were going to be. Because that was what the, you know, perfect enmity between his seed and... and uh, so, uh, children, women, men, prisoners, groups, ethnic groups of people, oh, just the whole room. Well, it, it became too much to, to bear. And I remember uh, just screaming. You know how you can scream and uh, scream in a whisper? <laughs> I just cried out, do something. And I'll never forget what he said. When I cried out, God, do something, because I heard people crying out, and the only people that heard them crying were the people afflicting them. It was a very interesting thing. The people abusing them heard them crying and wouldn't stop. So they were crying out. So I cried out to God, God, do something. And right when I said that, another shift. That whole room, well, he said this first. He said, I'm doing the most I can do with the prayers I have. Isn't that interesting? I'm doing the most I can do with the prayers I have. Well, I said, well, we'll get you more prayers so you can do more. When he said that, when he said, I'm doing the most I can do with the prayers I have, at that moment, the, it, the scene shifted, and that whole massive room where there was... All this suffering became a chamber in his heart. Isn't that interesting? I don't know how spiritual things can happen so quickly, but it, it went, that whole place, all that suffering became a place in his heart. And I felt then his pain for them. And at that moment, I loved him more than I had ever known I could love him. Because I knew that he was touched with the pain of people who are suffering. Do you know that people in the world, there's people in the world, the main reason they don't believe in God is because they don't think he cares about suffering. It's one of their big, their big outs. Well, if God is a good God, then why is, you know, you know, they say that kind of a thing. It's such an accusation against him that he doesn't care. When that, that room went to that place in his heart, and I, I felt that, agony of what he saw and he sees everything 
agony of his heart, it made me love him that he hurt. He does care. And he said, I'm doing the most I can do with the prayers I have. And that's why this Psalms 59 makes sense. What He said, you don't cry out for justice. You don't cry out for justice. That's what I love about Luke, the 18th chapter. This woman, this woman went and cried out to, to this judge for justice. And it's purposefully justice. Not, not, not for mercy, for justice. There's some things that need justice. Yes. The sinner needs mercy. Mm-hmm. He does need mercy. But some crooked things, and that's a part of our making a way for the coming of the Lord. Yeah. Crooked things need to straighten up. Oh, yeah. Things that are unjust. Now, his dispenser of justice, listen to this again, is not the church. His main dispenser is not the church. Christians can get involved in bringing, you know, help to people. And a lot of times it comes under the banner of, you know, doing, making justice for people. But actually, it's bringing mercy, bringing food, bringing clothes, bringing medicine. Justice has to do with straightening crooked things, corruption, prejudice, murder, abuse. Those are crooked things. And God has strong words about those. And um, he breaks the arms of the oppressor. Praise the name of the Lord. Can those oppressors get saved? Yeah, and then the mercy comes in. And we pray to God, <laughs> have mercy. And, you know, and, and the, a great thing is these, no matter what people have done, they can call on the name of the Lord and be saved and be new creatures, just like Paul. You know, he was murderous. And then he became a great apostle. Ha, 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 I'm a devil. But, um, justice. We're to cry out for justice. And what that does is activate natural and civil authority. It activates policemen. It activates, it activates all kinds of law enforcement. It activates law agencies. It activates the legal system. It activates and it supplies those agencies so that even if there's corruption in them, it can help straighten things up so that justice is done. Amen? Our country is in a, in, a, in a very interesting time right now where law enforcement, because there has been crooked things in law enforcement, there's a great attack against law enforcement. Well, law enforcement is an agency of God. 
It's not to be done away with. It is to be helped. The church needs to help. We're to cry out for justice. And this part of God will activate and help and fuel and energize this part of his of the dispensation of his person in this dispensation praise the name of the Lord thank God God is still just in this dispensation praise God the world needs to see he is there's much to be said about orphans and widows the poor the needy Solomon prayed for wisdom to work justice regarding these groups of people because their voices are muffled and gagged so somebody's got to lift up a voice for them there's people crying that no one else is hearing but the Holy Ghost will help us to hear it and we lift up our voice and we ask God for justice to help his ministers detectives to know where to find things to be absolutely drawn to the right place to, in the right time to see something Ooh, they see it and they're able to work justice somebody notices something your prayers don't just activate Christians that's the body of Christ dispenses mercy your prayers activate his ministers of justice which may be saved and may be atheists <laughs> but they are still a minister of God not for mercy and not by not for the um, the love of God and the kindness of God no justice do you get this so we're going to pray for some justice. There's the, our law enforcement needs it. So we're talking about our courts. We're talking and, and all levels of court. Hallelujah. I get such a witness when I, I just said that. All levels of court. If you were the devil and God's heart of justice to people. You don't want people to see that because if they know that he's just and actually cares for people, they would turn to him. And ministers of justice, working the justice of God, that part of God, would demonstrate that God is just. If you were the devil, what would you do? You'd, you'd make the justice system crooked. Because that's not a reflection on the justice system only. That's a reflection on God. This is so much more spiritual than what's just coming out on Fox and on CNN and whatever. It's not about people. Our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And our weapon, the, the, the warfare that we engage in is not with flesh and blood. It's with principality and power. We have a great father. Now, I, I can't tell you all the times 
Uh, but I tell you, um, God, when you start praying this way by the Holy Spirit, you start praying this way individually, as, as couples, as families, and as a church, as prayer groups, you pray like this. The Lord told me this, and he's made good on this promise. He said, I will show you things. I will let you know the fruit of your prayer in this so that you'll be encouraged to keep praying. Listen to this. Your prayers for justice will even activate, listen, armies. <laughs> armies can work justice. Isn't there something sometimes in you when you're watching maybe a story where justice is done? Something seems right, not just in your soul, but in your heart. It's like, yes, yes. Why is that? Because it's right. It's righteous. It's just. Listen to this. It's godly. To straighten up crooked stuff. We're going to straighten some crooked stuff. But tonight we're going to pray. But I am just so aware. There's some road ahead. Where this assignment is concerned. Our law enforcement. Is not. To be left stranded. They are to be helped by God. God will help them to be accurate. God will help them to... I asked some policemen one time, I said, are you ever, is there ever temptation to, you know, turn the other way and, you know, you know, maybe let something slide or do something the wrong way? Or, and they said, every day. Every day it's there. Every day it's there. Every day it's there. Every day they're out in the trenches and we're wherever we are. In the name of Jesus, church, let's help them. Let's help them. By our prayers, they can be helped by God. Let me give you one other verse, portion of scripture, then we'll pray. Let's go to... Second uh, Peter. You wouldn't think that Paul or Peter would be saying what is being said about authorities. Both of them were beheaded by authorities. And both of them, you know, were in and out of prison, you know. Beaten. If your doctrine is formed by your environment, you're weird. And you'll end up totally misrepresenting God. But I had this happen in my life. And I saw that happen to them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So did Peter and Paul. And you just don't see them whinging anywhere in the scripture about Rome. But if it's important to whinge, 
then, and if, if that's what you want to do, whine and complain, um, you'll have to not walk with God on that. Just walk with God on Sundays when we're talking about wonderful things that he does in your life. But if you want God, if you want to walk with God where it really counts and make a difference in your world, you cannot navigate by your feelings. Your belief has to be built by truth. And then you can change the world around you. Got it? Okay, keep going. Uh, it's not First, first Peter. It is uh, uh, first, first Peter. First person to find this gets a cookie. <laughs> as as um, Joe Morris says. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm looking for it, guys. Anybody find it? Huh? First, it's about, it's about, um, huh? Mm, no, that's good. Those are good verses, though. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Two. Somebody give him a cookie. First Peter two eighteen. Well, we'll see first. Yes, here it is. See, I have all. I have all everything that has to do with governments and stuff like that. I have it green. That always that you you, you know help yourself out. Go color code your Bible. Okay. Therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance of men for the Lord's sake. This is verse 13. Whether to the king is supreme or to governors or to those who are sent by him. Look at this. For the punishment. In this dispensation, God is not about punishing and condemning through the church. So is there no punishment? Anybody can do what they want to, and hey, it's all right. No, it's not all right, because there still is the justice side of God. Okay? As governors are those sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using your liberty as a cloak of vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Praise the name of the Lord. So as we continue to move in that river, you'll find, as I am finding, that there are some of the ways that I've thought and talked that the river starts rearranging. Because it resists God. It's not his thoughts. It may be Republican, it may be Democratic, it may be your parents, it may be your friends, it may be somebody, uh, your workmates, uh, your other opinions that are around. 
but it may not be God. So when we pray, we work with God. Hallelujah. Are we okay to submit our thoughts to God? Submit everything to God? Amen. We just give it up to Him. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, we're going to pray. Um, can you help us play as we uh, pray? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, Father God, uh, I, I felt in my heart that this was to be addressed and um, left as, an, uh, as a seed, as an assignment that will okay. continue to move yeah. and to grow. Can it may stay there, and it will. Do you remember those, <laughs> we're going to laugh about this, remember those free th- frogs that jumped across uh, America? Brother Hagen saw those three frogs, and, and everywhere they landed down there were, there were riots and, um, and, and awful, awful other things that happened. And, um, and Jesus said he'd hold the church responsible. Hold the church responsible. What, could you, what, what can you do? What can we do in church? Get out there with poster boards? No, we can get in the spirit. And we can, we can call on a mighty God. A God of love. And he sets the church up in a way that we're able to reach reach out and empower us to preach the gospel and sends labors into these areas to diffuse and take authority over demonic influences over people. And then we can pray in this other way. Pray for all who are in authority. Pray for all who are in authority. What do you pray for them? What do you pray for them? Well, Proverbs the 8th chapter says that they rule by wisdom. God gives them wisdom. At whose request? They don't even pray, perhaps. At our request. We ask, we ask for God to give them wisdom. Bless the name of the Lord. Let's stand on our feet. We're going to pray for the law. We're starting here in California. I feel really impressed. That's Coast Guard. That's, that is FBI, CIA. That is county authority, city authority, state authority. In every single way, if you have anything to do with authority, uh, um, then I'd like you to just come here. Do we? Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, come. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord will help. He will so help. If you work in any way in, in um, judicial or city government or um, now, you know what ends up happening um, <clears throat> in praying for this area? I saw something. Tony got it in his heart, you know, when he nearly died, <laughs> that there were... Um, that our church was to be a blessing, a refuge place to like police, the police department. And there were three other areas that we were to be. And, um, and he said, well, 
I wonder maybe we could invite them to, we could fix a meal for them and stuff. Well, we prayed about it and the, and the Lord said, don't do that. He said, you'll have to, uh, uh, you'll have to build a road to them in prayer where they know God cares about them. Let me tell you one other story uh, before I get going, before we pray here. I was, I, uh, I was sharing this in a church in New Mexico along these lines, these verses of scripture along these lines. And after the service, uh, this woman came up to me. She was a district attorney representing primarily child, abused children. And she, uh, she, uh, would, she had a lot of personal engagement with the children themselves. So she came up to me, and I'll never forget it. She had this real stern look on her face, almost incredulous. She said, are you telling me that God cares about what I do? I was surprised by her question. Because I'm thinking, well, of course he does. She had, because of the lack of feeling divine support, had come to maybe not even conscious thoughts. That it didn't matter. She said, the world I live in all week long is so different than church. The people I engage with, what I see, what I smell, what I have to handle is so different from church. It's like, come to church and it's like, it's totally unaware of how depraved humans are and how much they need help. She said, are you telling me God cares about my job and what I do to help these kids? I just took her. I said, God cares. God cares about those kids. That's why you have that job. You're his minister to those kids. And we repent for not helping you help them. Because there's help from God. As much as there is help from God to help a minister, and you would hate it if your pastors came to the pulpit any Sunday without his help. Well, the ministers of God in the public sector function the best with the help of God. Hallelujah. So I'd like some other guys to come up here around these guys. And uh, we're going to we're going to pray. Anybody else who just wants to to come and be supportive, you see yourself. But I want you to get around these guys. Something is going to start tonight that will build. This is where we are coming back to build a road to this group of people that will allow you to get to them and allow them to get to you. So that this place is a refuge for them, a refueling place for them, an empowering place for them, a collaboration place for them. Hallelujah. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. 
angelically assisted angelically assisted protected assisted Get your husband there. There's something on you to help pray. Come up and help pray. Open their eyes. Open the eyes. Kele Mengele, divinely guided, divinely assisted, divinely directed, divinely protected. Elabare assisted. Elabare gora diagede menini. Yele mengiri mongoro mongiri. Oh, mini mini marado gora dejo. Esilabare nusto. Straight, straight, straight. 
my God. Oh, 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 a divine light, a divine light on your desk. A divine light in here. What is it you do? Chaplain. Chaplain also. Such assistance from God. Oh, the entrance of your word gives light. Gives light. Breaks up the dark place. Get a break the broken place. Kitty Mongolo healing the broken heart. In the name of Jesus. What is it? What is it you do? Oh, God, I authorize by God. Get him on Grombalamande. In the Mingale to the ministry. Yele Minkrambalananindo. Anointed for that ministry. Oh, Bradesh Torigi Drogo Jeredistara. Who can Amandasto? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak the 91st Psalm. The 91st Psalm over all of our law enforcement, over the court system. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that the angels of the Lord encamp round about them. And we come against any plots, any plans, any schemes against our law enforcement. We bind that in the name of Jesus. Any acts of hatred, any acts of terrorism, we bind you up in the mighty name of Jesus. And we we plead the blood in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for angelic protection. The angels of the Lord. In there is a mendori bakata, and there is a multri gilidida. Not only for their protection, but Lord, we thank you that they are strengthened, strengthened to stand in this office, strengthened to stand as your ministers of justice, and where there is a Oh, where there's been division and there's been strife and all sorts of attacks against them. We are praying that there would be a healing. Let there be a healing and let there be a restoration. Oh, Matasita. Of course we know some things need to change. Of course we know there are wrongs that need to be made right. But we're crying out, Lord, for 
justice and we're crying out for restoration and for healing 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 between the people that they are sent on a mission to keep safe healing oh and by the Spirit of God, we pray for those that guard our borders. Those, oh, from the north, the south, the east, and the west. We lift up the border control. We lift those up. Oh, that they have been ketcha. They are granted eyes to see supernaturally. Eyes to see things that they need to see. Oh, that it would be uncovered, revealed, and exposed. Any plots, anything trying to get into our nation, any people trying to get into our nation with intent of bringing hurt and harm. Those that are on guard around our borders, the FBI, the CIA, the counter-terrorist, the border control. Oh, they don't operate in their own street. Give them supernatural insight. Give them wisdom. To apprehend, apprehend those with evil intentions. is going to prosper because we're crying out. We're crying out. (laughs) We're lifting those up that you put in positions for justice to be done. Oh, man, there's something here about apprehension. There are those that need to be apprehended right now. They need to be apprehended. They're in the mashataha. I see it. They're like in little groups and they're right now. They're planning some things, but it's coming to naught. Apprehension. 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 And they are stopped in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we thank you. We thank you for those ministers of justice. Woo! For helping them. Helping them. Woo! Carries right on over. Carries right on over into the political realm. Lord, you told us that we are to pray. We are to pray for those that be in authority. Oh, we pray for our state. 
We pray for the state of California. We pray for our governor. We pray for the mayors of our cities. We pray for our senators and our congressmen. And we are declaring, Lord, that they do what is just. They do what is right. And we take our post and our watch. We stand in our prayer post. No more ungodly laws passed in our state. No. Oh, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. And we are declaring that California is voting heavy in the camp of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I felt like um, Richard and, and Corrine have something to pray about this. Uh, lead us in prayer about this. If y'all don't know, Pastor Richard and Corrine, they, they pastor in our state capitol. They pastor in Sacramento. And they also have a son-in-law who's a detective in the law enforcement. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a good word tonight. We all need to hear just like the church cries out for the souls of men, yes. the church cries out for justice yes. and pleads for truth. Yes. And the common denominator is righteousness. We need a righteous church and we need a righteous justice. Amen. And there's parallels. You know, we don't want any corruption in the church. Shaking must first begin in the house of God. We don't want any corruption in any of the in the in any law enforcement in law enforcement what what i sense is law enforcement it includes our army includes special forces it includes um homeland security you know everything praise god but it also includes yes our president yes our judges yes and our lawmakers oh my yes amen hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. So, and I, that's the thing I felt like there's a parallel because these are ministers for good. Yes. Ministers for peace. Yes. Peace officers. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. They are anointed to cop, stop the, 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 the violence. Amen. And Jesus put to death the enmity. Enmity stirs up malice and hatred and violence. Yeah. Amen. It manifests the works of darkness. But praise God, he has raised up that yes, civil he authority. Is. Amen. Glory yeah. to God. He has raised up that civil authority. So we cry out. Yes, we, do. We, cry we cry out. We cry out for justice. And we plead for truth. From yes, the top to the bottom, yes. from the bottom to the yes. top. Yes. Glory yes. to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. We speak yeah, peace to the yes. violence in our nation. Yes. We speak peace to yes. the unrest that the enemy's trying to stir up. 
and we thank you that the church will take its place and the civil authority will take its place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. We will hold up their hands. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. And we thank you, Father. I just declare it. That they, as they, that they battle this darkness, they will walk in the light of life. Yeah. And the light will expose yeah. what is a real and, and present danger and threat. Glory to God as they look over all the intel that they have to look over. God, you're gonna it's gonna jump off. Glory yes. to God. It's gonna jump off. Glory to God. Amen. We thank you, Father, for leading them by your spirit. Glory to God, Father. You said those in the heart of those is an authority is in your hand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that anointing will rise up within them. That anointing. You have anointed them, Father. And we thank you for believers in that place. But even for those that aren't believers, Father, you said you anointed them. We bless them. To be ministers of justice. To be ministers of good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I feel like one thing is maybe there's people here that have had a bad experience with the law and we need to forgive them and not let that experience color your attitude or the way you look at them we need to call them when God calls they are ministers of good amen if they aren't ministers of good then God will take care of take care of that you know it just came out of my spirit one night in church I said I know how to speak to somebody in authority and I know how to speak to somebody whether they're a good or bad authority because the Bible teaches that, us that. We see that when Saul or Paul was before the, the chief priest. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen? That was a corrupt chief priest. And Paul didn't realize it for whatever reason. And he spoke, but the moment he, he was told that that was a chief priest, a person of authority, he stepped down. He honored that authority. And what I heard in my spirit is we don't, as, as pastors mentioned, we don't resist authority. The, the early church never resisted authority. They constantly resisted the force behind evil authority. They resisted the devil as a restraining force. Mm. And so what does that mean? So what does the Bible teach us? It says... We honor authority, mm-hmm. and the only time we never honor authority, even when it is when it violates the laws of God. And even then, now listen, even then, they did not resist the authority. What the early church said is, you're telling me not to preach the gospel. If I do, you will kill me or imprison me. And I'm telling you that I must obey God, and I am willing to suffer the consequences of that law. Very good. True. Amen. I'm willing to suffer the consequences of that law until that law is changed. Amen. 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 And so we saw that God intervened. He put him into prison and God got him out. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes they they laid down their life. Amen. 
But when their life was laid down, that seed went into the ground and many more were raised up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise and then, God. And the Bible says that they were honored because they were suffered as Christ suffered and they suffered for his cause. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so Praise we stand as a yes, restraining force Hallelujah. against the powers of darkness. Thank you, Jesus. And we pray for righteousness yes, to rule do. and reign. Hallelujah. Yes, we do. And we thank you that it will rule and reign yes, in our hearts and our life. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank and maybe just one little other thing you, that, that Patsy said the other night. I mean, it just sort of went off on me. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah. Amen. And what does he say that we're supposed to say about ourselves? I'm in Christ. So I'm in the Alpha. I was with him and before the very foundation of the world. He saw me. He saw you. Amen. He saw us. We've been on his mind for a long time. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm with the Omega. Yeah. Amen. We have a future. We have an end. Amen. Hallelujah. I am in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. Let's say that together. I'm, I'm in Christ. Christ. And it's more powerful than we realize. Amen. It's so good. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, Father, we just thank we you. We do. Help us to walk out what you're showing us in Christ. Yes. Through Christ. Yeah. Amen. We were crucified with him. No longer we live, but Christ lives in us. Yes. And the life that we now live in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God yes. who loved us and gave himself for us. Amen. And so we thank you, Father. We just speak more grace. Yes. We speak more grace yes. to the mountains, the problems we face. We speak more grace. Yes. More grace. And we thank you that it will be activated by faith. Yes. And righteousness will be prevented revealed yes. and justice will be enforced yes. and truth will be known and the confusion will dissipate and many will come to Christ because the confusion has been swept from the air by the church and by the civil authority mm. working together in this day and in this hour says the Lord Amen. hallelujah Praise Amen. you, Lord Jesus. You know, I'm hearing glory that song, to God. Uh, uh, my glory eyes have seen the, come, the glory. Hallelujah. Let's sing that. Thank you. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe that. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the calling of the Lord.
What's the Bible say? If we continue in his truth, set us free. Come, these kind of messages, this message tonight has brought so much freedom. Because we are, we're going to pray from a different place. I know that for sure in my life. I'm coming up in this area of crying out for those that enforce justice. This is just the beginning. You know, there's some prayers that you pray for yourself, you pray at one time. But when you hear an assignment, this was a prayer assignment. And you take that and you continue in it. Amen. How many of you are going to commit to pray this way? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I know everybody has been abundantly blessed and enriched by these last couple of days. Patsy, thank you so much for coming. I know it's a long, long ways to come, and we're glad, so glad you stopped on the West Coast before you head to Oklahoma.